Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. TDN Fantasy. The TDN Fantasy, the TDN Podcast. Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast. I am back as your host. Paige is lost in the cornfields of Nebraska right now where they don't have Wi-Fi and she can't get on and join us right now, nor can she defend herself from any insults we might throw her way. Uh, so we, But I am here with Jake Arians, who managed to be on the show all the way from across the pond in London. Jake, how is it going? How are you enjoying your time over there in England? Oh, sipping a pot of tea, looking over the River Thames, doing a little podcast on American football. How's my accent? Pretty good? Uh, not, not bad. Not we're, bad ha- we're having a blast, man. Went to Manchester United the other day. Been a big fan for a long time. That was really, really cool. So having a blast. Looking forward to a fun game at Tottenham Spurs New Stadium. Yes, it's going to be an early game this time, too. So it's a 9.30 a.m. Eastern, 6.30 Pacific time. So it's not going to be like last week where they mix them in with the other early game start times. So just be aware and be aware for your fantasy lineups that your Carolina Panthers and your Tampa Bay Bucks are going to be playing particularly if you're on the West Coast, maybe before you wake up, especially if you're going out on Saturday night. So make sure your lineups are set and you are ready to go. But before we get into that game and the rest of the Sunday slate, we have to look back at last night's Giants-Patriots game. Uh, It was 35-14 New England, and it wasn't even that close. Uh, Really, no Giant had a good game, except for Golden Tate, who got the second game back here off of suspension. Really no other options for Daniel Jones to go to. He catches six balls for 102 yards and a touchdown. On the Patriots' side, Tom Brady gets two rushing touchdowns that makes him have a really big day. Uh, you're very frustrated, Sonny Michelle owner. You get your 80, you get 22 touches in this game, none of them in the end zone. Tom Brady gets two rushing touchdowns from the one. Brandon Bolden gets a rushing touchdown in this game. Edelman has a big game. Jake, what is your takeaway here? Uh, I wish I could have watched it. Uh, it was <laughs> like one one twenty a.m. kickoff over here. Uh, saw all the highlights, watched you know got all, got all the stuff. I got lucky. I was telling you off the air that I uh, Sammy Watkins went to doubtful, and I forgot I drafted Golden Tate in our TDN league. I went, oh yeah, wait a minute, there's let's plug him in and see how it goes. And had a big night. Had Tom Brady, had Edelman, so it was a great night for me. But look, I mean the Patriots defense is spectacular. I mean, I, you they say go back to those three oh four teams that were so good. I think this might be better. They seem more athletic than those teams. They seem more multiple than those teams. Uh, I mean, Brady's doing Brady things. They can run it. They can throw it. I mean, they look good. They still haven't played anybody at all, which like they're six and zero for the first time in Brady's career. Good on them. I and mean, it could have been worse than that. You know, the Giants are hanging in there. I like Daniel Jones. Made through a couple picks in this game, but to have that demeanor and to keep slinging it like that with no Saquon, uh, no Ingram. I mean, they basically like you said, they had nothing. They had nothing but the Golden Tate, and he hung in there. I mean, he played played a really good defense and. Kept slinging it. So good on him. Patriots are 6-0. and What's new? Uh, that's about it. Yeah, people taking these weird victory laps last night on Twitter about Daniel Jones now not being good. Just it, It's fascinating to me that it, how quickly people like to, I don't know, ch- change their opinions based on one game. He's throwing to nobody. He's down his top two, quarter, or top two running backs. He's down his top receiver. He's down his top tight end. Like, come on, guys. Dude, like, being a rookie in this league is hard. Being a rookie playing Bill Belichick and Tom Brady is damn near impossible. What is Tom Brady, 16, 17 and 0 now? I guess yes, rookie, rookie quarterbacks at home or whatever. I mean, come on. Like, get off the kid's back. He's played his ass off so far. He's looked really good. He's going to struggle. He's a rookie. But he's, he's making good strides. I like him. As do I. I. I think he's still, even to this point, has exceeded expectations so far. And He's he breaking records. 
He's breaking records. I saw this morning breaking records like the first four starts. He broke all the records for completions, yards, and something else, and he's done it in three games, not four. You're never going to have a harder matchup than on the road Thursday night in New England, period. Without any of your stars. Yeah. (laughs) Without any of the guys on your team that are any good. That is the most nightmarish scenario you could possibly think of for a rookie quarterback in that. So, uh, and he looked fine. Like, I mean, look, he had some bad picks in that game. So did Brady. Brady had one really bad pick in that game where Edelman was open down the middle of the field and he underthrew him. But uh, still, the Patriots are going to be the Patriots. They're going to win that division. They're going to get a bye. We, we know this story. The question is, is if somebody can beat them in one of the two games before they get to the Super Bowl. Uh, let's move on to that early game. And the reason why you're in uh, not, not in Tampa Bay, while you're in London, <laughs> the, the Carolina Panthers versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, we won't get into the betting aspect of this, but let's just talk fantasy for a second. Uh, Jameis Winston, Ronald Jones, Peyton Barber, Chris Godwin, uh, Mike Evans, all starters for me this week, but there's been a lot of questions about Mike Evans, so let's focus on him. James Bradbury shut him down, has a history of shutting him down over the last couple of years. Didn't have a big, didn't really have any game last week. What are your thoughts about Mike Evans from a fantasy perspective going into this game? I think he bounces back. He had a decent game on Thursday night a few weeks ago when we played him. Bradbury does have his number and has played him really well. But I think we're going to, I think you'll see the Bucks move him around a little bit more. Uh, you know, it was one side of the field last week. It was very stagnant. I think, I think he has a decent night. He had like what, four for 76 or something like that against Bradbury. Um, Godwin had a big night that night. I think he does again. I think O.J. Howard gets a little bit more involved. I think Ronald Jones has a big week. I think Peyton Barber is solid, but I think they're going to lean on Ronald Jones heavily in the second half again. Uh, Jacksonville ran it down Carolina's throat last week. Uh, I think that you're going to see a heavy dose of the run game. Uh, and I, th- I think all I think all of the Bucks, you know, they're all healthy enough. Godwin practiced yesterday before they left. Um, yeah, I think they're all healthy enough, and I, th- I think they're all good plays this week, as is probably most of the guys in Carolina. I mean, this this Bucks secondary has really, really struggled. Yeah, I, to that point, I have I have both Moore and Samuel as, as strong flex plays this week. You know, on the Bucks side of things, I do have Jones ranked above Barber. I just think the upsides is there. Barber has higher touchdown upside, I guess, because he has been getting those goal line carries. But just overall upside, it's still Ronald Jones. And look, there are going to be weeks where he goes off, and there are going to be weeks where you know he might only have you know, 10 touches, but they're for 60 yards and it's just an okay fantasy day for you. It's just yeah, I think sooner or later he's going to pop one for 80 and take it to the house to him. He's, he's been close so many times, had a couple 40 and 50 yards that called back. Called back, yeah. Um, just, you know, for either good calls, BS calls, whatever they were, but he's got the ability to do that. Sooner or later he's going to break one. Yeah, I expect an awesome game from Godwin. He's a top 10 wide receiver again this week. You know, I have Evans as more of a low-end wide receiver too, but you're still playing him. Uh, looks like McCaffrey's going to play. He's going to be just fine. I know a lot of people were talking about like Reggie Bonifon and were worried about McCaffrey missing practice. They basically said he's going to get Wednesdays off uh, for the, from here on out, probably because he has to carry the entire offense. So As he should. Extra, yeah, I mean, it's a day of rest. I mean, you're doing backflips and landing on your tailbone in the end zone. You deserve Wednesday, Wednesday off. I mean, it's, yeah. and look, I mean, that's, that's kind of how this has gone. Allen has been a lot more accurate when they throw, and they threw a lot more against the Cardinals than they have since. Uh, but he's been very accurate when they have to. They're leaning heavily on McCaffrey, which didn't work very well for him last time. I think they're going to have to throw it a little bit in this game. I think they know that. Uh, the Bucks are number one in the league against the run. It's not even close. But they're so good against the run that they've been extremely susceptible to the pass. And the secondary has struggled. They've been challenged. It's going to be a really interesting matchup. So before we get off this game, Jay, I do want to ask your thoughts on Kyle Allen because he's come up a lot this week. Because on the surface, they're going, oh, wow, the Bucks secondary has allowed a ton of yards this year. On the other side, he's still a rookie QB. 
And to- oh, I guess he's not a rookie QB, second year QB, but he's still yeah. a young quarterback. And Todd Bowles is going to blitz the hell out of him. Where do you stand on him this week? Do you think he could be a fill-in for some guys on bye, or is this he's more just a two quarterback league type of play? I think it's more two quarterback league type play. I think they're going to lean on him, but I, you know he hasn't struggled yet, and he hasn't had that Todd Bowles defense in the blitz. If he throws a pick, which he hasn't really done, and turned it over, he hasn't been hit a lot yet either. And I think they're definitely going to hit him. Uh, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, I think he has a decent day, but I don't think he throws for 300-plus and three or four touchdowns. Yeah, I don't, I, I I don't, I don't think they have that kind of offense. And if they're, they're going to still try – they're still going to try to run it. That's what they want to do, which is going to slow the game down a little bit. If the Bucks run it too, uh, you're not going to have you know 40 pass attempts uh, possibility in this game unless they get down. So I don't, I don't see that, but I think he probably has a solid day. Yeah, I have him ranked as my QB twenty. So just that's yeah. kind of where the range where I have him. Where I doubt you're playing him in any single quarterback format, but uh, he's someone to you know. Obviously, you're playing him anyway in two QB leagues where you're literally playing almost any starter at this point. Uh, I, I Jake will not talk about this part, but I have the Bucks plus two and a half in this game. Um, I think the Bucks are just as good of a team as Carolina. I'm not quite sure why they're getting getting points on a neutral field, but uh, that's just my opinion on that matter. Uh, I will take the Bucks to win this game outright, even though they're a two and a half point underdogs. Seattle Seahawks versus Cleveland Browns in a game that was a lot more interesting six weeks ago, uh, but we'll see, it's still interesting now just for completely different reasons. Uh, the Seahawks are two-point favorites going into Cleveland. Jake, what do you think about this game? I, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm still not that sold on the Seahawks. Like They keep getting it done. I think the Rams have serious flaws that they took advantage of last week when I didn't think I thought the Rams would bounce back and go up there and get it done. Uh, but the Browns got all kinds of issues. And the one thing the Seahawks are doing is blitzing more than they have in the past. They're getting after quarterbacks. They got the two pass rushers, and that's the huge issue with the Cleveland Browns. <sighs> I'm still going to go with what I wrote down. I'm going to go Seahawks 30-27. to 27. Uh, I think there's some points scored in this game, but I think it's probably because the Browns are trying to come from behind. I, I just, I, I'm not buying anything I've seen, and I, they've really given us a reason to. No, they, they really haven't. And the, the Browns have just been – I mean, we, we talked about how the expectations, especially early in the season, were going to be too high, and they had a really tough schedule, and things might unravel. And this has somehow gone worse than, I think, even our expectations. Uh, it's just been incredibly, incredibly bad in Cleveland. But uh, on the Seattle side, obviously Russell Wilson's a must-play. He's QB6 this week. I like Chris Carson. Rashad Penny's back. If you're desperate, and maybe in a two-flex league, I could see him maybe getting some work in this game as well uh, and being effective with it. Locking and Disley are every week starters. You know, on the Brown side, there's a good chance you're not playing Baker right now. Like he's my QB 15 this week in a great matchup. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, and, so you could you could throw it on Seattle, but they can't get a throw off. No, they can't. Uh, look, I, I, you know, Jarvis Landry. You start. He's been the one guy that's been consistent the last few weeks through this mess. Oral Beckham. I have no idea. You have to play him where you drafted them, but I have absolutely no idea what to expect from Odell Beckham Jr. going forward. No. And this is why I shot away from him. I had him outside my top 10 receivers in the preseason rankings and was going, you know, if this thing gets ugly and you're going to take one guy out of that, it's him. And they people have done it, which leaves Landry, which is fine. He's good run after the catch. He's solid, but he didn't have the, the, the wheels to go deep on you. So they give them the underneath stuff. They take away the, the over the top with Odell Beckham, and they don't have anything else. And Joku's hurt. They've gone back to running it with Chubb. That'll be interesting to see if they can run it on this Seattle defense as much as they've been blitzing. I think you'll see a bunch of run blitzes getting ready for that. I don't. I just don't think it's a good matchup for uh, for the Browns. I don't either. And and right now, as weird as it is to say, let Baker Mayfield beat you. 
Like right yeah, now, he hasn't absolutely. been able to beat any of you. So uh, I'm going go right, you know, to yeah. go with Seattle. Goes without shouldn't go without saying Russell Wilson MVP over Mahomes right now. Yeah, oh yeah. McCaffrey's right there, but I mean, twelve interceptions or tw- excuse me, twelve touchdowns, zero interceptions. I mean, that's beyond impressive. And they've they've done he's done anything they've asked him. Come from behind, put it on my shoulders, let's run it. He's just been phenomenal. I mean, just been spectacular this year. Yeah, de- definitely either him or McCaffrey. Like they, they are clearly the top two, and I think it's not even close. McCaffrey got shut down in a game, so if I had to vote right now, I'd have to give it to Russell Wilson. And Russell's a quarterback, and that's yeah. always going to be that that tiebreaker scenario there. Uh, I'm with you. I have Seattle winning this game as well. I don't think it's a blowout by any means, but uh, it's just – boy, this Browns team, they have, a, they have a soft schedule to end the year, and that's that's one thing that I want to everyone to kind of keep in mind from a fantasy perspective. Uh, from like week 11 on, they have a really soft schedule for fantasy purposes. So if some of your Browns players, if you can somehow hang on and stay in contention to then – uh, you know, they have this scenario where they go home Steelers against who knows what the quarterback situation there at that point is. Home Steelers, home Dolphins, at Steelers, home Bengals, at Cardinals, home Ravens, at Bengals to end the season. So yeah. there, there is some still plenty of fantasy potential there, just not right now. Yeah, just not right now. It's ugly right now. Let's move on to the next game. The Philadelphia Eagles are going into Minnesota. The Vikings are the standard three-point favorites at home. Jake, what do you have a feeling on this game? This game could be – I don't know. I can't say this game is going to have a lot of offense or absolutely no offense, and I can't figure out where it is going to be in the middle. What do you think? I agree. I, I struggled with it. I immediately went to write down Vikings, and then I had you in the back of my head like the little devil on my shoulder going, hmm, do the Eagles have a winning record, Jake? Yes, they do. Then Kirk Cousins can't win. So I literally switched it off of you being the little devil on my shoulder and went Eagles 27-23 – I don't know if I like that on the road, though. Ah, this is this is the Eagles' defense hasn't been anything. They played better last week. I I, I don't know. I'm going to switch it and go Vikings twenty four twenty one. I don't think there's a ton of points scored. I think there's some turnovers. I think it's kind of ugly, and I think they get it done at home. Yeah, this was one of the toughest games for me. Uh, I'm going to stay on brand and go with the Eagles here because you know I looked at the record, uh, and so Kirk Cousins is not allowed. <laughs> exactly. The Eagles are going to make Kirk Cousins beat them in this game. The issue for them is going to be they have nobody in the secondary. So Kirk Cousins might actually be able to beat them in this game. Uh, the Eagles secondary is awful. Like them and the Jets are just on a whole other level of terribleness uh, in the secondary. But look, if, if this is a week where you know Kirk Cousins has come up a lot, he's my QB 17 this week. So there might be a scenario where you have to start him, uh, this would be the week. I mean, I've seen his name come up with like him and Gardner Minshew and those type of players. Like inside Eagles secondary, he should have a big game. I have Thielen as a top 12 wide receiver. Uh, I look, The Eagles have stopped the run very well. You're playing Dalvin Cook. Like there's, there's no advice there, but just understand that you need to limit your expectations. The Eagles have been really strong against running. Yeah, I think it's more, I think it's more in the passing game because I'm not sure who's going to cover Dalvin Cook for the Eagles. Yes, and they can't cover anybody. So, And the Vikings would just be best served in this game, maybe being a little bit more pass-heavy because that is a major weakness for the Eagles. Uh, you know, On the other sideline there, uh, the Vikings' defense is good. Like, I don't love Jordan Howard. I don't love Sanders this week. I mean, those are, I mean, those are guys are mid- to low-level flex plays for me. Alshon Jeffrey's a flex. Like, I don't really like anybody on the Eagles' side. Wentz is QB 14. Uh, yeah, I'm not excited about having to play Wentz uh, in my other league. I mean, I was kind of rotating quarterbacks on really bad matchups, and he keeps he keeps getting 20 points against really good defenses. I think Wentz will get his, but I think it's going to be spread out all over the place, and I think it's just going to be him taking the open guy um, if he can 
if they if they pass protect well enough. But he's he's continued to get his, getting some rushing yards. So I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna roll the dice and play Wentz in that one. But I don't I don't love any of the Eagles this week. No, it's it's really not an awesome matchup for anybody. Even Ertz is like the he dropped off in the tight end four this week. Like it's just not it's not a fun game. It'll be a fun game to watch football wise. It may not be the best game to watch fantasy wise in this game. Yeah, for sure. I'll take the Eagles and the points here just until Kirk Cousins proves me wrong. Cincinnati Bengals going into division to face the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are eleven point home favorites in this game. Jake, what do you think? Eleven, huh? It's a lot. But I've got Bengals. the Ravens 31-20. There you go. <laughs> right exactly, on the line. What, exactly what I wrote down. Um, and I like it. I, you know, the, the Bengals keep – they keep slinging it. They keep fighting hard. They keep scoring late points. Um, and this Ravens secondary continues to get beat up. Tony Jefferson now out. Um, I'd, I'd probably lean towards inside the eleven. And them not covering if I had to go one way or the other. But I picked it 31-20 Ravens. I think they win it easily. Yeah, I do too. Like, I, I don't know what to do with really any of these Bengals. Now, I have Mixon down at RB22. Like, it's just – Yeah, I don't think he has a big week unless unless they oh. somehow decide to throw it to him, which you and I have been begging for for two years. But I don't think they're going to. I think Boyd is solid, but they're going to have to throw it to even – and they're going to be down. Yes, yeah, but I mean, look, Boyd's a solid. I mean, he's a high-end wide receiver too. I think Auden Tate might be worth a deep flyer uh, in some leagues with two flexes. I mean, he didn't have a great matchup, but he did get a touchdown last week. Didn't have a great game, I should say, uh, but got a touchdown last week. I think they're going to have to throw it here, and he's going to get that those options. On the Baltimore side of things, Mark Ingram should have a, a big game here if they continue to use him. I guess the only concern is going to be they do love to mix and match the running backs, and it could be a Gus Edwards show in the second half if the Ravens are up multiple scores. Uh, but I still like Mark Ingram this week. You know, Hollywood Brown's been dealing with some injury. He could get open here. I think he's a low-end wide receiver too. Uh, look, you're starting Lamar Jackson every single week now. I don't think Dalton's a good fill-in. He's my QB 22. I think you have better options out there. Uh, but, yeah, I just kind of feel like this is going to be an all-Ravens fantasy game, and really nobody on the Bengals aside from Tyler Boyd is somebody you really want to play. Yeah, I mean, look, the Bengals keep getting more banged up. So if I really think about it, it's probably better to take that. But they're in the division, so I'm, I'm still going to lean towards inside the 11 if I have to. But, I, yeah, I mean, this, is, this should be all Ravens. Yeah, I mean, again, this could be very well that they're down 17 late and Andy Dalton throws a late touchdown type of thing. Uh, yeah, because I think they're going to try to take some pressure off Lamar Jackson, keep him as healthy and clean as possible this week. They're going to try to run it down their throat. They'll take a couple shots, but I, I don't think they want to get anything cute knowing that they're hanging in there and moving forward with Lamar Jackson, who's taken some heat the last couple of weeks. Yes, he very, very much has. The next game, the Saints versus the Jags, and a really exciting game. The Jags are one-point home favorites. Jake, what? Is Teddy Yeah, Jags are one-point favorites at home. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm going the other way on this one, but uh, what do you think about this game? What do you think about Teddy Bridgewater? He's, he was a hot free agent pickup this week after his four-touchdown game. What do you think about him and the rest of the Saints team? I don't think I see another four-touchdown, 300-yard game, but I think he plays really solid. He has so far. I mean, I think the Saints are significantly better than the Jags. I mean, this this defense got gashed by McCaffrey last week. I mean, gashed. The Saints' offensive line is better than that. Their defense is significantly better than anybody the Jags have played. I I got the Saints winning 27-21. I I think they win it pretty handily. I think it's more of a late score because Minshew is just – he'll keep fighting you to the end too, but I think he's going to keep turning it over – the Saints can rush four, drop seven, and get there. And that is a recipe for really good defense when those front four guys are getting there. I think that continues. I agree. I have the Saints plus one here. That, that, that line surprised me. Uh, that was that was one yeah, of the ones that I was not that ready. Was a, that was a wow when you said that one. 
Yeah, uh, I had Bridgewater as my QB 18. Again, probably not somebody you're playing in single quarterback formats, but if you're desperate, he's somebody that is out there. I expect a big game from Kamara. Michael Thomas is going to be awesome as per usual. Uh, you know, on the Jacksonville side, it's a little bit more interesting. I, I expect Fournette to have a, a decent game here. This is going to be weird because this is the week everybody is playing DJ Chark, and this is the week he's going up against Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, so it's been I, phenomenal the last couple of weeks. And he shut down the last two players. I mean, shut down two two receivers that are significantly better than DJ Chark, and he shut them down. So the only way I can see Chark having a good day is they move him around and put him in the slot, and they usually do that with D.D. Westbrook and not Chark. He plays outside, so if they yeah. move him around, maybe, but he haven't done it yet. Yeah, he's he's outside my top thirty wide receivers this week, and I like DJ Chark. I think he's for real, but this is the bad week to play him, and I feel like this is the week everybody's going to play him, and they're going to be disappointed. Uh, D.D. Westbrook, again, like you just said, sneaky play there. He's going to be in the slot. He gets that. He gets the P.J. Williams spot there, who is that's allowed plenty of offense this year. Jacksonville may or may not get Jalen Ramsey back. Uh, Shad Khan yesterday said he expects Jalen Ramsey to play, and then that kind of got walked back somewhat yesterday. So we'll kind of see if he plays or not. Uh, but I don't care. You're playing Michael Thomas. He's going to get his either way. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, no, that's – Michael Thomas, it doesn't matter who's, who he's playing against. So it's maybe he'll be fine. I mean, Jalen Ramsey plays, it'll be a little less, but he's still going to be fine. All right, so we need to dedicate the rest of our show to this next game uh, because there's a ton of fantasy implications. And that is the Washington Redskins being three-point favorites on the road to, against the Miami Dolphins. Jake, I need to know why I should start every player in this matchup. <laughs> we will talk about it, though, because I do have a question for you. I mean, Miami's so bad. Is Chris Thompson a good play this week? Uh, I have him as my running back 31, so he's right there in that flex territory. I think he could be. I mean, I have – I mean, if you had Tom Thompson or Brito, would you go with either? I'll go with Brito. Go, go how about Calvin Ridley? If you threw that, that mix Ooh. in there as a flex this week against I'd the go, Cardinals. I'd go Ridley, but it's close. Like, I think all the running backs in this game are mid-level flex plays. Thompson, Peterson, Drake. I think they all could put up enough points in a two-flex league uh, to be worthy of starting for you, but – it's it's gonna be ugly. Like this game is ugly. Like you know Terry McLaurin, wide receiver forty. Preston Williams, wide receiver forty four. Albert Wilson's supposed to come back this week, so that could be interesting. But you're not gonna feel confident about starting any of these guys. No, I'm look. I'm taking the skins twenty four sixteen. They rushed the passer pretty well last week against Brady. Their defense looked okay, lit him up. But I mean, they got after him pretty good. And that's the Patriots, not the Dolphins. And the Dolphins offense hasn't done. I, the Dolphins just suck. I mean, <laughs> this is a bad game. But, I mean, the Redskins have looked pretty decent against some okay teams at times. Um, I think they I think they get it done. But I, there's not – yeah, there's not a whole lot you want to have to play in this game. No. I, I just I, – I know Bill Callahan said he was going to run the ball more and all this other stuff. I I get it. It's, good, it's a good matchup, but you're not going to be super confident playing anybody in this matchup. I, I'm going to go with the, the Redskins minus three as well and spend zero. Hopefully red zone goes to this game exactly zero times on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. In, in a much, much better game, the Houston Texans go into Kansas city and the chiefs are four and a half point home favorites in this game. Uh, you're going to want to start a lot of players in this game. Jake, what are your thoughts? I think it's a shootout. I think the Texans got a lot of confidence last week. I think the Chiefs get it done. They're not losing back-to-back games at Arrowhead. I got 37-31. I think this will be a hell of a lot of fun to watch. I think there's going to be a ton of offense. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of defense and not a lot going on in the secondary. Um, even with Sammy Watkins, looks like he's going to be out. I mean, the Chiefs just keep plugging guys in. They hopefully will run it a little bit more than they tried to on Monday night. I mean, I've said for three years that Indy's defense is pretty stingy. And they are. 
that front seven's been stingy against the run for a couple years now, and Kansas City even tries. So hopefully they try to run it, get the running backs involved, but I think they have enough to get it done. I think they do as well. And, and look, one of those guys that they're going to get a chance to plug in is might be Tyreek Hill in this game. It's starting to look more and more likely that he can actually suit up at least and play some role in this game for them, which would be a, a huge boost with Sammy Watkins out. My number one and number two fantasy quarterbacks this week in this game. And by the way, that's what it's going to be for the season as well with Mahomes at QB1 and, and Watson QB2. Uh, look, New Hopkins hasn't had awesome weeks lately, but I expect him to have a big game against his Chiefs secondary. Uh, I'm throwing Tyreek. If he's, Tyreek Hill's active, I'm throwing him out there right there. He's a wide receiver one when he's healthy and on the field. He's not going to be 100%, but I'm still throwing him in my lineup if he's out there. If he's there. out there, they're going to have a package for him. I agree with you. They're going to, Andy will scheme something up to get him deep. I, I, I love that play. I don't expect another 87,000 catch, three touchdown game for Will Fuller, but he's worthy of being in your lineup this week too in a great matchup. Uh, I think I like Damian Williams a little more than LaShawn McCoy this week, but that whole running back situation is still weird. They're just not running. They're really just not committing to the run at all, and they really haven't had too much, but they really need to at some point get a little bit more balance in that offense, even with the best quarterback in the world. So they're just people are going to start teeing off on them. I mean, if you're not even going to try – they're going to they're going to blitz the hell out of Mahomes. They're going to be bringing pressure. Their offensive lines had some injuries. They're not doing great anyway. They got to at least try and it, it keep him a little bit a little bit cleaner because he's he's taken some heat the last three or four weeks. He really has. And again, that ankles the ankles been banged up a little bit. He hasn't missed time, but he's been getting hit and it's, he's been limping off the field a lot lately. He's been limping since week one. I mean, yeah. even that first game, he was limping off, limping around off the field. So something to keep in mind because the Chiefs are not going anywhere without Patrick Mahomes. Uh, one last note, uh, I do like Carlos Hyde a little bit more than I like Duke Johnson this week. I think Hyde's a flex play, but I'm with you. I'm taking the Chiefs minus four and a half at home. Uh, in another matchup, an NFC West matchup that I'm really, really looking forward to, San Francisco's, San Francisco 49ers go on the road to face the LA Rams. The Rams are the standard three-point home favorite. Jake, what do you think about this game? And is this kind of the are the 49ers for real game? This is the 49ers for real game. I thought it was going to be Monday night, but they just obliterated the Browns. And I, I mean, it was not a good matchup for the Browns. I said that in the show last week. The 49ers can flat get after the freaking passer. They got six guys they can rotate to stay fresh. That's kind of been the Achilles heel of the Rams so far. Their offensive line has not played great. And if you get pressure on Goff, he's not anywhere near the same guy. But if you don't, he'll pick you apart. You can run it a little bit on the 49ers, but the, the, the Browns got down so much they couldn't and didn't try. Um, I'm still leaning towards the Rams. I don't. I, I cannot see this Rams team losing three in a row. I, I got them winning 27-24. I think it'd be really close. I think it's going to be a fun game, but I think the Rams get it done. I, I just. I'm just leaning. I, I got to lean. There's no way I can see them losing three games in a row. So uh, from a fantasy perspective here, uh, I think both 49ers running backs are playable. I think they're both RB2s this week, and Breida and Coleman. I think they're going to continue to use both. Coleman's going to have, they're both going to have a role in the passing game, uh, particularly Coleman, uh, and they're going to find ways to make them both work because they don't have any receivers aside from George Kittle, and that's still going to be a problem. We've, we've talked about this on every show. Uh, I think I talked about it on Wednesday's show again with Paige. I really think they're an outside wide receiver away from being a really, really true contender because at some point they're going to, somebody's going to have to make a play for them that's not George Kittle in the passing game. Uh, but I like I like Breed and Coleman a lot. Keep an eye on the running back situation in L.A. because Gurley hasn't practiced. He be, he injured that quad last week. It's still bothering him. They're they're really saying it's touch and go right now. Malcolm, what do Brown, they call? What do they what do they call in the quad? The, I, I think they first called it a, a, a bruise, but let me see what yeah. they're calling it now. Yeah, they're um, calling it a bruise or a contusion. 
Yeah, you know, that's one of those, and he doesn't need to practice to play. I, I can't. I'll be shocked if he doesn't play in this game with them losing two straight. San Francisco undefeated in the division. I can't imagine he doesn't play, if, especially if it's. I mean, you can drain that stuff. There's stuff they can do to get some of that out of there, and he doesn't need to practice all week. I mean, pro- prove that not playing the preseason the last two years. Yeah, I can't see what exactly what. Yeah, they're just just saying a quad, but I believe they said it was a quad a quad bruise earlier in the week. Yeah. So, so we'll see. But keep, again, just something to keep an eye on because they've been very non-committal. Uh, about Todd Gurley, but keep an eye on that. Cooper Cup is obviously he's a top five wide receiver. You're playing him every single week. I like Robert Woods. Not as high on Cooks this week. He's my wide receiver 28. He's going to play. He got cleared from concussion protocol, uh, but he's going to go up against Sherman, uh, the king of pretending that people don't like to shake your hand. Um, so it should be an interesting game. Hopefully, you know he and Sherman can work out whether or not he's supposed to shake his hand in the in the pregame puddle or yeah. whatnot. Uh, that that was whatever. Gerald Everett, I have him as my tight end eight this week. I, my concern with Everett is that we haven't seen consistent production from him when all of the other complements of receivers have been healthy. When they've been able to use Cook, Cook, and Woods, he hasn't always been able to get open, especially when Tyler Higby's also been out there. So I'm a little hesitant on him, but at this point, there aren't eight great tight ends. So it is what it is. If you're picking him up, you're probably in just as bad of a spot without him. So. Uh, yeah, Shelby, Shelby has Waller, and he's on a bye. So I was like, hey, I like, I kind of like the Everett matchup. I didn't know if Cooks was going to play or not. I don't think Cooks is going to have a full game, even if he is. He's cleared and going to play. I don't think he's going to play a ton. And when he went out on Monday night or Sunday night, uh, Everett went in and was playing more receiver. Yeah, I think you're going to see some of those packages. So I, I like where I like where you have him. I think he's a solid play this week. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna lean Niners in the points here. I'm not sure if they're gonna win, but I think they're gonna keep it close enough. But what were the points again? Three. So it's just three points. It's it's a close. Okay. I think it's a three point game. Uh, yeah, I, really I picked do. it right on the head with the three points too. Yeah, I just think, I think the Rams have some significant flaws on that team, and that, that they do. Like, and the biggest thing is the offensive line, and yeah. the biggest thing the 49ers do well is rush the passer. So I, I don't, maybe they really really want to commit to the run. Or getting some naked boots, getting out in the flat when, when those guys are getting after passer. It's going to be tough. I mean, I, I think this will be a really good game. And it, this is the make or break. If the Niners can win this game. Or even keep it close. I mean, if this is a this is a Greg Zerline field goal to win it, I would still feel just as good about the Niners. Yeah, I mean, look, they're they're good. They're solid. And they, they're playing. I, I've, I've been a, a big Kyle Shanahan supporter for years. You know that. So it's he's done a hell of a job. I agree with you. I mean, if they don't make a trade for that outside receiver, and it doesn't have to be a superstar speed guy, right? No, they still they still have good one. He's one need, of the fastest guys in the league. They just need so, somebody. They don't they don't need us. I mean, everyone's like go oh, AJ Green, but they don't need somebody of AJ Green's caliber. I mean, it'd be awesome. By I mean, by actually, it'd be excellent. But, I mean, but, but of the names floated around, Diggs, AJ Green, they add that to this team. Yeah. Whew, now you're talking. Okay, yeah, we got we got something to mess around with here. Yeah, Antonio Brown. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, his, his public, you, you know, nobody wants to sign Antonio Brown when he has to go on social media and ask people to beg the Patriots to resign him. So that, that, that should give you an indication of how little interest there is, uh, around the rest of the league. Exactly. Uh, the, uh, the Atlanta Falcons versus the Arizona Cardinals. The Falcons are two and a half point road favorites in Arizona in what I expect to be the actual highest scoring game of the weekend. I'm going to lock in the over on this game on 52. Uh, no defense to be found in this football game. Jake, what do you think? You, uh, yeah, I, I definitely like it over the 52. I got 34-23 originally Falcons, but they haven't shown me any that they can do that yet. Um, I'm still going to – I'll go 34-27. I'm still going to go with the Falcons. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to lean toward the Falcons here, but I think this is a, this is going to be an interesting game because nobody chokes away games better than the Falcons. And number two might be Arizona trying to choke games away toward the end as well. I mean, aside from week one, I mean, they've allowed, I mean, they allowed the Bengals to get back in that game when they had no business in it. it. It's really, really strange to me. Keep an eye on David Johnson. He's not going to practice all week. Uh, I believe they came out today and they said he still has a chance to play on Sunday, but kind of keep an eye on him because I think Chase Edmonds is a must start. If David Johnson doesn't play, he might be a low end RB1. Um, yeah, like the way I, I, I agree with that 100%. So keep an eye on that. I think Kyler Murray is a good start this week. He's my QB7. Uh, Matt Ryan's QB5. I mean, I think there's just so much offense to go around here. This should be a make-good game for Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Sanu should have a good game. I'm starting him in, in a, a league where I have two flex spots. He's going to play for me. I think Devontae Freeman should have a decent week. Yeah, he should. I think, I think, it's, I think it's catching out of the backfield again, but I think he has. A, he's, he's played good the last couple of weeks. I think they figured out how they're going to use him. I think he has a solid week as well. I, yeah, he's my RB15. I expect Kirk to be back, so I think Kirk and Fitzgerald are both wide receiver twos. I think this this is just so much fantasy uh, in this game because both of these teams have just been completely unable to stop the other team, just completely unable to do it. So I'm going to go with the Falcons in this game, but I love the, again, locking in the over on 52 and basically play any piece of any player that gets to be in this game. You're going to be very, very happy. But keep an eye on David Johnson. It's a late game, so if you don't have Chase Edmonds as your – handcuff just kind of keep an eye you might want to move david johnson to your flex right now so you have some more options in case he does not play the next game the dallas cowboys trying to bounce back from two bad losses back to back are seven and a half point road favorites against the new york jets and the returning sam darnold no chris herndon in this game he hurt himself in practice and he's going to miss it looks looks like several more weeks uh but the jets do get darnold back jake what do you think about this game I don't think it matters. I think the Cowboys are pissed. They've lost a couple straight. Haven't looked very good. All these questions about where they're the best team in the league, and then now, like, what are they, period? You and I were talking about it. I think they blow them out. I think they go up there and get it done. I think they go heavy, Zeke. I think they run it down their throat. They play action off of it. I think that defense bounces back, which the Jets don't have a lot to really do anything about that. I I got the Cowboys 34-13. I think think they have a big, big night. I do too. I love play all your Cowboys. Dak's my QB nine. Zeke's my running back two. Cooper wide receiver six. I think Michael Gallup's a flex play. Waiting to top ten tight end. The only Jet you're playing uh, is Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I, I don't have any. I, I, I understand Crowder got so many targets with Darnold there, and there's a chance that he has that again in this game. But uh, I'm just I, you're not going to start any of those guys with confidence. So no, not at all. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell is the only Jet that you want to play in this football game. I like the Cowboys' defense as well. I'm playing them uh, in a league this week. I think they're a top five defensive unit this week. Uh, they're they're not going to do what Philly did against the Jets because now the Jets have at least a competent quarterback in there. But look, I, and I don't expect Darnold to be 100. percent You don't just walk right back in from mono and just no. He's going to be tired. He's going to so, get tired. Yeah, I'd be shocked if he actually finishes this game. Yeah, that's something to kind of. Other keep than the fact on. they're going to go three and out so many times, they're not going to play a lot of plays. <laughs> that's very true. Very true. The Tennessee Titans go into Denver to face the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are two-point favorites at home. Jake, what do you think about this game? Yeah, this one's tough, too. I originally have the Titans written down. I was going back and forth. The Broncos' defense played really good last week. I, I caught some of that game against the Chargers. I mean, they they kind of like – they finally looked like we thought they would, and they don't have Chubb in there. I mean, it, but Von Miller was an absolute wrecking ball. Um and you can get after the Titans. Mariota holds the ball. There's a lot of sacks to be had there. I mean, I think whoever can score 24 in this game can win it. But the Titans seem to always, like, when you make a case for the other team, then they bounce in and they, they're they coming off a bad loss at home, right? Like, yeah. uh, 
I'm going Titans 28-24. I'll stick with what I wrote down. Uh, I don't know that there's going to be that much scoring in this game, but that's what I got. I'm sticking with it. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna lean toward the Broncos here again. I, I love their home field advantage. I love the way they have looked, particularly on offense the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, I think Derrick Henry will get his. I mean, he's always going to. He's going to find a way. They're gonna they're gonna pound him. He's a high end RB two this week. But uh, I, I just I like the way Denver's been playing lately, and I think these teams are extremely similar. Like I think these they are very similar teams uh, in terms of overall talent level. You know, from a Broncos side of things, you know, Philip Lindsay's a low end RB two this week. Freeman's a flex. I think Sutton and Sanders are both low end, you know, wide receiver twos flex territory right there. Um, you know, somebody's going to have a big game here. I just don't know who it's going to be uh, on this Broncos team because sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's Sutton, sometimes it's Sanders, but one of those guys should have a big game. It's just, it's one of those ones where this is probably just going to be a lot better football game than a fantasy game. I, I'm really intrigued to watch this from a football standpoint, but fantasy's good. Yeah, this one's hard to pick who's going to go off and give you the points, right? I mean, you just hit the nail on the head. I mean, Sutton. I picked up and have to play this week. I got some guys on a bye. He was on waivers somehow. I feel really good about having him moving forward later in the year. I don't feel great about it this week, but I got to play him, and his target share has been huge. Yes. So I, you got you to think that he's got the best chance of going off, but somebody's got enough make enough plays to score points to win this game, it's, but it's hard to figure out who it's going to be. And, and I think that's kind of what it comes down to in my head is that at least this season so far, Joe Flacco has shown the last few weeks that he has he is playing at a pretty high level considering where he's played the last few years and – Look, Mariota's played okay at times, but on the road and just, I don't know, like he holds on to the ball forever. I'm still not a Mariota believer. So this is going to come down to a drive at the end of the game. I'm shockingly going to say I'm going to trust Joe Flacco uh, more to get the job done in this game. I would agree with you there if it comes down to that. Sunday night football, the what's left of the Pittsburgh Steelers will go into LA to face the Chargers. The Chargers are seven-point favorites at home. Jake, what are your thoughts? <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I, 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 who are the Steelers going to put out there? Like, this is getting – you got to give them credit for fighting, but the Chargers have to bounce back. They're extremely underperforming. This has been horrendous. Other than from a fantasy point of view, Austin Eckler has been spectacular. Keenan Allen has been spectacular. They got they still have more to get it done. I mean, I'm still going with the superstar, Phillip Rivers, over – I don't even know who the quarterback is for the Steelers. I, I don't like it. I don't love it because the Chargers have been ugly, but I'm going to go 30 to 23. It's probably going to be worse than that. I got the Chargers getting it done. Yeah, I have the Chargers getting it done as well. I think I'm going to lock this one in. As much as it's tough to to lock in the uh, – What would you say the line was? Seven. Yeah. I mean, it's tough as it is. I'm, I'm right on it. I'd, I'd, lean, I'd lean over that. Yeah, I, I don't – I hate locking in the Chargers at anything because this team chokes, you know, more than any team in the league against these games that you should win. But you're going to be playing Devlin Hodges. I, I mean – Come on. You're at home. You were embarrassed recently. You're supposed to be a Super Bowl contender, and you're going up against something named the Devlin Hodges. If you can't win this game by a touchdown or more, we need to stop talking about the LA Chargers. Uh, from a fantasy perspective, Rivers QB 12 this week. Eckler, I, I actually have Eckler ranked above Gordon this week, which I did not expect to do coming in. Eckler RB 13, Gord RB 18. You're starting both guys. If you have both, you're probably starting both as well. Keen Allen should you, have a big like, you like Gordon at a flex play? Yeah, I like him as an RB. Yeah. He's more of an RB, RB2. He's actually I mean, an RB2 for me this week. Yeah. Okay. So I think they're both RB2s. Uh, I, I like them both this week. Keen Allen should have a big matchup. You know, Mike Williams, if he plays, he got a stupid amount of targets in that game. I'm still kind of waiting for him to get in the end zone and have one of these big games. But, you know, he's a low end flex play as well. On the Steelers side, uh, look, you're playing James Conner. It's not the. You gotta, you know, you're playing James Conner. Just, it is what it is. 
Uh, I don't know what you're going to get from him. I have Juju as a low end wide receiver too right now. I mean, you're just, it, he's been making it do with yards after catch. You kind of hope that that continues another week or so, but I don't know what to, I don't really feel like you're going to be confident starting anybody in the Steelers offense. I mean, it's just, they're, they're beat to hell right now. Yeah, look, I mean, somebody's got to make plays. They're going to have to draw the plays up for somebody. But good luck trying to figure out who's going to have success, what's going to go on. You're talking about a defense that's still good after the passer. Uh, you know, I, I can't imagine the Steelers doing a whole lot. They'll probably try to run it, keep it close. I mean, it'll be interesting. i got a flex play for, question for you here. Okay. Mal, uh, Hollywood Brown or Melvin Gordon? Melvin Gordon. Uh, I just, I'm more confident in Melvin Gordon this week. Yeah, I mean, he look, he, he bounced back last week, didn't have a ton going on, but he had 12 rushing attempts, had six targets. Like, you got to think that's going to be more this week. I agree with you there, uh, but that's one that I got that I figured out throughout there when we were talking about Melvin Gordon and the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, it's just I, they're close. I mean, I have Melvin Gordon, my number 34 in flex, and, Mar- and Hollywood Brown, 45. I think Hollywood Brown probably has two or three shots they draw up for him. If he hits them, it could be a monster day. If they don't, I think they're going to run it a ton. I think they're going to be up big. I don't think they're going to take any shots. And he's been injured. So if they can get him off the field in the second half, I think they'd like to. Yeah, and I think that that's what I'm worried about too. Like he's been having – I believe it's a hip injury that he's been dealing with. So it's something that if they're up in this game, which they should be up in this game big, uh, he might not get a lot of touches or not, not, not a lot of targets, I should say, in the second half because yeah. there's really no reason to push him. Uh, so that there it is. That is the whole slate of games here, Jake. Do you have any other parting thoughts before we sign off? Uh, no, other than I'm looking forward to checking out Tottenham's new stadium, the first London NFL stadium. Uh, I think it's going to be a really fun game that I'm attending. It's uh, weird this time difference, trying to figure out when all these other games are going on. Um, and I'm going to try to keep track of everything, but it's, it should be a fun week. I mean, this, this seemed like an easier week to pick, and they have been really, really tough. I mean, my parting thought is the NFL has been a hell of a lot of fun so far. There's a ton of parity. There's no great teams. I know the Patriots are 6-0, but they haven't played anybody. Uh, but there's – there's going to be some really interesting stuff happen here later in the year. And some of these teams that are going to sneak some of these wins out on the road right now in weeks five, six, seven, eight, that's really going to make or break some seasons. And it's going to be really interesting to see how this week goes. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm actually really excited to talk to you uh, on Monday's show to kind of see how everything played out. Uh, I'm excited to see how the atmosphere of that stadium is. I want to see you know, all the stuff that, you know, for those of us that haven't had a chance to experience it, what does an NFL game in London actually feel like? Not watching it, not from commentators, but from actually being there uh, in, yeah, in the pregame, sure. experiencing the full the full weekend uh, worth of action around there. So I'm really excited to talk to you about that. Paige should be back on Monday as well. Hopefully she gets her uh, her computer stuff working. We were making fun of her at the beginning, but yeah, she just has some computer issues today. Uh, but yeah, I'll be doing Monday show from the Eiffel Tower in Paris. Yeah, brag. <laughs> I'll throw that one out there. I'm in London today and Paris for a Monday show. And I'll be doing it from an apartment in Scottsdale, Arizona. So that's uh, almost the same. You know, almost the same. Know, one to one. Uh, well, thank you for listening, guys. Enjoy the fantasy football weekend. Remember to tweet at us if you have any fantasy football questions at the underscore sports page for Paige, at Jamie, uh, Jamie Eisner for me, at Jake B. Arians on Twitter. You could follow the show at TDN fantasy underscore we'll be happy to answer all of your questions going into the weekend and good luck thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube